Hello, guess who's back? It's me. <laughs> I'm back with them because I survived my parents and here's what's going on podcast. I combine the two because why not do what I want? Well, let's just go ahead and start this off. I'm AJ, better known as, and because I survived my parents and here's what's going on podcast creator and all those things. And let's go ahead and jump right in with the same outline that we're all used to. AJ's Book Corner, the ABC. The book that I'm reading right now is Get Good With Money by Tiffany Alice, aka The Budgetista. And I started reading this book because I want to get good with money. So the situation that I'm dealing with right now is really learning how to like save my money and invest and stuff like that because I'm always looking for a come up. So I'm in the section now called 10% Whole and Budget Building. And so she's talking about basically... Um, you want to have three different account types. So she wants you to think of it like this. And this is the first one that she talks about brick and brick, big brick and mortar slash physical bank. A brick and mortar bank is a traditional big bank, whether a national name brand or a regional one with branch offices, having an account with brick and mortar bank gives you the security of having a physical place to do your banking face to face with a banker if need be. With some of the big banks, you get the added benefit of finding branches around the country and even the world. So it makes them super convenient. She also goes on to talk about online only banking um, without the overhead of rents, building, upkeep and personal. These banks tend to be able to offer better interest rates, things like that. And then she talks about the third thing, which is a credit union. And I remember when my dad was alive, um, one of the last things he really wanted me to go and do is talk to his banker at the credit union. And I did go do that, thankfully. And um a credit union, she says, everybody should be a part of a credit union. They're usually nonprofit organizations, which means that while they need to make money enough to cover their costs, rent staffing, they aren't in business to only make money. And, you know, it's just really good book. She goes very in depth. But the thing with me that I realized about finances and stuff like that, especially in the black community, is that we don't talk about finances enough and we don't understand them or know enough about them and it's a lot of people that are doing the work such as Tiffany Aliche and other you know financial people and professionals that are black and come back to our community to go ahead and like help us understand and help us learn but we have to be open to receiving that learning so moving on to what I'm listening to right now I was just listening to some lo-fi y'all know how I do not a lot's changed I've also been listening to a lot of um Anita Baker as well I guess got put on to Coco uh Jones uh I got put on the money long as well because I, I thought for the longest funny thing enough like I'm old I'm an older person so like I just realized that money long is not a rapper name it's She's an R&B singer and she has an amazing voice. And you know, I love R&B. So on to what I'm watching. So the show that I'm currently watching and rewatching over and over again, because I love the writing and I love how the show's done so much. And I love the acting is interview with the vampire with Jacob Anderson as the lead role of playing, I think Louis DuPont. Uh, and he is basically like a TV series based off of Anne Rice's book series. I have yet to read the books, but I'm excited with the series. It's thrilling. It's just the right amount of gore, but not too unrealistic, even though they are vampires in the story. The lives that these vampires live are similar to true life struggles and issues, and it's dramatic and romantic and toxic and thoughtful. And oddly enough, 
somewhat funny and I, I truly give it a 10 out of 10 the acting is great story is great and I can't wait you know for season two where you get to see what happens to all the characters and stuff so all that out the way brass tacks I'm playing. This episode is going to be a recap a bit about where I've been, where I'm going, all the while maintaining my privacy because I be doing me. So basically last year was different for me in the sense that I did more than I spoke about what I was going to do. Instead of saying what I was going to do, I actually did what I was going to do, then said I did it after the fact. There were major changes that I made in my life that resulted in me falling deeper into my sadness as well as moments where I was able to leap mountains and have the ability to gain a progression and not only my understanding of my deep sadness but also in an in progression in my own confidence being able to have accomplished in a couple of months what most people have perhaps set for the resolution for this year is something I'm learning to be proud of myself for and I'm, I'm talking with you know I was talking with one of my siblings and I spoke about how difficult it is for me to accept or even take into account or acknowledge my accomplishments because my view of them is these are things I must do to accomplish my goals they're you know have to's not accomplishments to me I'm I'm still working on patting myself on the back more and it's odd that our friends and family can view our accomplishments better than we can at times but when they repeat the long list of accomplishments back to you it's sometimes jarring for me um, and it's easy for me to be dismissive. Um, even my therapist has to stop me to have moments of reflection because I'm quick to continue on toward the goal and not realize the barbed wire, fire pits, and holes and craters and things I had to go through to get to where I am now. So moving on, where am I now? Occupationally, I'm in retail still. I'm in a supervisory position, but not the top leader. And to be honest, I don't want to be. I did that job already at another different store and hated it. And I'm learning to play my own game while on someone else's chessboard in the sense that I no longer take jobs as serious as I once used to. The stresses of me being fired, not performing well, no longer get to me. I go and do what I'm supposed to do and then I go home. And I believe that, you know, sometimes from my reimagining, that comes from like my reimagining what a job is to me. To me, it's a transactional thing that I do, like, I do, I do what I do work and I'm monetarily compensated for it it's no longer like it like my job's no longer an extension of me and I think that comes that that understanding and reimagining comes from being able to live life more so I talk about the biggest takeaway that I've had from last year that I learned was boundaries not everyone gets the same access to me and I'm not saying that in like a conceited way I'm saying that in just honest way and same for the relationships I have with other people. I don't get access to all of them, and, and that's fine. I don't share much with people as I used to, um, but at the same time, when it comes to being open with mental health communication, such as, such you know, as talking about, you know, what I'm feeling, what I'm understanding, and voicing my opinion, and what my therapist is advocating for myself, I've opened up more and become so calm and almost, it's almost like second nature to me to express my thoughts and um, professionally or openly with others and not feel so much shame or just feel like I can't say what I need to say and I have to keep quiet and bottle it up. And I think that comes from me not caring so much about a lot of things, but understanding what I do care about, I do care about a lot. And once upon a time, I, I think I believed I cared about everything strongly. And now I'm selective on what energy I can give to situations and things and people. And again, that goes back to placing boundaries. And I, I believe I owe my inner child a lot more peace and fun than I've given her. I owe her a lot more freedom. 
So what's the resolution for this year for me? Last year, it was dot, 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 but I did it anyway. And I did a lot of things this year scared, crying, deeply sad, and still achieved so much. So for this year, the phrase is, while I'm here, I might as well live. It's not as YOLO as you as it sounds in my case, but it's much has a much deeper meaning for me. The phrase, while I'm here, I might as well live, is an open window of opportunity to allow myself in whatever measures I see fit. Or allow myself opportunity in whatever measures I see fit. Whether it be to take unpaid days off, to travel, go lay out on the beach, take a longer walk, take the nap, flirt with the dude carrying the I am king slippers in the store. <laughs> True story. Or crying my eyes out because I just be sad sometimes. I watch the social medias and see all the ways life and living is majorly portrayed and know that I may not live up to those expectations. Probably won't. I ain't got the funds. However, I can surely live up to my own expectations of living my life. And that's all right. Again, as I probably said in my last podcast, I don't know how consistent I'll be able to be. I have a lot going on. But once school is finished, I'll have time to dedicate more to my creative outlets and be able to enjoy life more as well i just gotta get school out of the way and i'll be so glad hopefully you know what i'm happy for i'm happy for being this being my last semester of school hopefully this will be it as i said before and y'all should be able to tell that i'm off from school because i spent the entire podcast not complaining about it or anything so y'all know i'm grateful for having a sounder mind and the quote this episode is going to be forget it enough to get over it remember it enough so it doesn't happen again and I think I've done I've embraced that saying a lot this year because I used to allow everything that I've ever experienced to dictate my future and in understanding that now if I allowed all of my past which isn't the best and isn't the happiest and isn't the joyful and isn't the most successful to dictate my future I would still keep running on the same wheel in place of not progressing not moving forward I think this is the first year in a very long time that I've progressed so vastly and I'm very happy and excited to have done so but before I go make sure you check out my Instagram at rea P-A-M-S-O-W. And also check out my books on Amazon titled Poems to Cry to in the Dark and Love Letters Never Sent to Myself and leave a five-star rating. All this info will be in the show notes as well. Other than that, I don't have anything else. I'm glad you're still here and I hope you have the day you deserve. I'm